Do you remember asking your parents or perhaps a teacher when you were young and inquisitive and when there were profound questions that had to be dealt with? And you said one day, where is God? And you were told, why, God is everywhere. And you thought that couldn't possibly be true. But you didn't argue because you realized that you had stumbled on a hard truth, that adults really didn't know everything after all. And this insight was confirmed when we were told not to talk in church because it was God's house. And we thought, but God's everywhere. And why does God need such a, a big place to stay in or to live in? And why can't I talk to God out loud? Such were the questions then. Apparently, the great King David had decided that God did indeed need a grand dwelling. And in a fascinating conversation in our first reading this morning between God and Nathan, the king's sort of personal prophet, David decides to do something about, as he understands it, a problem. But God is not amused with this plan and sends David, sends Nathan back to David with a rather stern message, something like, remind David that he was just a shepherd when I found him and made him a great king. Remind him that I never asked for a house and that I was fine in the tent in the midst of my people. And tell David, I will establish a dwelling for him. Generations later, God sends a messenger to a small town, to a humble dwelling, to a young woman with an astonishing message that what God had told Nathan to tell David was about to take place. Both of these texts address the fact that God is homeless. But instead of the lavish dwelling that David would have provided, God chooses a humble place, the womb of a young woman, not a place of cedar and walls that would confine divinity, but a place of flesh, a temple of humanity that would give birth to divinity in human form, more accessible than ever imagined, more remarkable than perhaps even the birth of creation. When God has a choice, and God does, God's dwelling 
would be the ordinariness of human beings. If, in fact, we could speak of that being ordinary, after all, God created us in the image of God's self and chose to make us a suitable place in which to dwell. And that could hardly be ordinary. The homelessness of God becomes real and evident to us in the life of the Son, Jesus. Born in a borrowed stable and buried in a tomb that had been prepared for someone else. And in between, during his ministry, he told his followers that he had no place to lay his head. And yet he was at home in every encounter, in every conversation, with every person, whomever they were. And what he only desired more than anything were that his words would find a home in the hearts of his listeners. We have the resources to build more temples. But the message seems to be in today's scripture that God doesn't enter the world in order to dwell in tents or temples in chapels or cathedrals, no matter how grand they might be. But rather, that God desires to be at home in the willingness of the human spirit, in the generosity of the loving heart, in the humblest of all events. And we, of course, perhaps like Mary, might think of ourselves as the least likely for such an honor. But then there was David, a shepherd, Mary, an ordinary young woman. So we don't know. And perhaps even Mary didn't know, because the angel didn't tell her why God found favor with her. We can never underestimate, let alone understand, the mysterious choice of God to bring forth blessing and holiness through us. And so it's not we who make a dwelling for God, but God who makes of us a dwelling for the Holy One. In the message of Gabriel, God spoke to Mary's spiritual center. And it is that same spiritual center that God illuminates in all of us and does so by the very grace of the Incarnation. We are not only to receive the life of God, we are to give birth to the life and the love of the Christ with our own yes to God's desire, a yes that in turn brings forth holiness 
justice and mercy to the world where we dwell. And if there are times, and there are, have been, and will be, when we feel we are beyond God's favor, when we are dealing with illness or grief or separation from joy and love, then I truly believe that's when we hear the whisper of divine love. Do not be afraid, for you too have found favor with God.